Welcome back to the Restorative Grief Podcast with Mandy Capehart. I'm your host, Mandy, and I'm so grateful that you've chosen to join me again. Each episode is written with a desire to help you grow in grief literacy and understanding so that you can become the person you need the most when it comes to navigating loss. There's an invitation that goes around social media every few years, and I saw it again this week. Become the person you needed most when you were a child. And the same is true of grief. By deciding to do this work for ourselves, we become the space holders and grief supporters we are looking for in the world around us. With any luck, our newfound knowledge and awareness of loss will create that same space to heal for others we encounter as well. This week, we are going to learn about what it means to become aware of our tolerance levels. As humans, we need to notice when our tolerance is low and learn how to support ourselves through that lack until we feel ourselves increase in capacity again. This awareness is a lovely starting place because by cultivating it, we just might learn how to recognize ourselves again. I don't know about you, but when my tolerance is low, I feel like a wholly different person. And although we are always becoming a new version of our past selves, when grief enters the conversation, clarity often seems just out of reach. We need new ways to see ourselves and gain insight about where we are going and ultimately about how to choose where we truly want to go. So my favorite concept to start with is known as the window of tolerance. It was developed by Dan Siegel, a clinical professor of psychology. The window of tolerance is best described as a state of mind when we are most capable of functioning and thriving in everyday life. So any interruptions to our workflow, like phone calls with heavy news, or even a complete distraction from our plans are easier for us to handle when our tolerance window is wide open. But what does wide open mean? When our window is wide open, it means we are feeling confident and capable of navigating and coping with those interruptions, stressors, or triggers. It means we feel aware of and able to access our own emotional responses. Our natural tendency in life is to fluctuate between a wide open window and one that is practically nailed shut. As a coach, I offer this concept to each of my clients first and foremost. When our window is narrow, Interruptions can set our internal self-defense mechanisms to action. Essentially, we're just carrying too much on our back, and it takes just a small pebble to make us trip up. Our body takes over by design, then, to engage in a way that protects us in the moment with zero regard for long-term consequences. This is described as either hypoarousal, which just means you feel numb, zoned out, spacey, and distant, or it can manifest as hyperarousal, which looks like an influx of anxiety, anger, agitation, and overwhelm. I think the hardest thing to understand about our window of tolerance is that our responses during a narrow period are not in our control, which might lead you to ask why learning about our window of tolerance even matters if we can't control the way we respond. But we can control the way we respond by becoming aware of what's going on inside us. Because while our body is going to activate that internal defense system and send out our guardians no matter what, 
when we can recognize our tolerance level before we engage with other people or even ourselves, we can move with a decision by giving ourselves a little bit of grace, even when trauma gets involved. Because not all grief has trauma, but all trauma has grief. And if you are wading through something that hurts more than you expected, or perhaps for a longer duration than you anticipated, the window of tolerance language and concept can help you identify how you are responding to that trauma. This is a tool to help you offer yourself a little more grace as you grieve. For an example of how this knowledge can be helpful in your toolbox, let's take a look at social media. Everyone I know, sincerely, has exploded over an article or a post from an online connection at least once in their lifetime. They may not respond directly to the person, but they are immediately triggered into hyperarousal, that volcanic response we so easily access when our window of tolerance is narrow. And then there's the judgment from other people observing the circumstances. I often see people on Twitter ask, why is it so easy for some people to spend hours sending rude remarks and criticisms on posts they disagree with? Can't you just scroll on by and forget the offense? And of course, the answer is nuanced. We would love to point at our freedom of speech, our right to respond, self-control, our ability to handle things, our intelligence that deserves to be expressed, but there's also a very good chance that the person posting this angry response is experiencing a narrow window of tolerance because it's much harder to keep your mouth shut, so to speak, when you are experiencing the narrow window. It really doesn't take much to throw your self-control to the side. Or maybe we've given up social media and connections altogether because the conflict is too much to navigate and understand. Sometimes I find myself completely unable to engage because I cannot sort my thoughts enough to share clearly. And so we end up blocking or unfriending others or setting social boundaries and sacrificing the relationships that we once held dear. This disconnect can be a source of grief, which we will talk about more in future episodes. When the breaking of bread has turned into a breaking of relationship, nothing really makes sense. So in response to your losses and all the pressure in the aftermath, your internal systems are simply helping you survive. You might tuck away, throw the blinds and sleep it off, which by the way, is a morally neutral decision. It's not good or bad. It's not bad that you feel the need to remain in bed, nor is it bad that you cannot handle an intense conversation online over hot button topics. Perhaps you just can't help but pop off with a sarcastic comment, hoping to drive your perceived attackers away. Well, this too is morally neutral, as easy as it may seem to vilify such a behavior. Your body is reacting in a way that protects your wounds. The beauty of awareness around our windows of tolerance is that we can start to make sense of why we are sleeping more than usual or starting all these little fires in our relationships. And with awareness, we can make a decision. With sight comes insight. So what can we do when we recognize that our window is shuttered and locked? We rest. Each morning, as we start over, we check back in with ourselves. How is our window today? Do we feel a bit more settled? Could we see the window cracking a bit or even pulling the shades and throwing some sunshine through the curtains? 
When I wake in the morning, I try to avoid grabbing my phone first thing. It's too easy to be quickly triggered or sucked into a thought process that I'm just not prepared to engage. And part of my morning routine is to pull out my faithful journal. I'll reflect on how well I slept, any dreams or anxieties that arose, and how I think I'll approach the day ahead. Often I will list my plans for the day and the emotions I already have connected to those events, because maybe there's some information in my reactions or gut responses that I overlooked. And as often happens, when my morning time is missed or interrupted, I try to remain present. I would love to say that I've never popped off in sarcasm, but of course I have. It's a natural instinct. And those are the moments I may have overlooked. I could be writing the most hope-filled journal entry ever and then snap the moment my family starts asking questions about breakfast. Well, that's a sign that I have missed something in my own state of mind at the very start of my day. These tools and practices are soft invitations to return to myself, to engage with the person I love to be, to bring awareness to my path and help me course correct when I feel off-center. Recognizing and honoring our window of tolerance is how we start to increase our capacity again, one day at a time. Thank you for listening today. I hope you are feeling at least 1% more hopeful and settled in your story than when you first hit play. And if that's the case, would you consider leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts? Your feedback means so much to me and helps me get the word out about this work and our grief community. And I want to say thank you to every one of you who has shared, promoted, or spoken with a friend about restorative grief. With each conversation, we are bringing more grief literacy and healing into the world. Until next time.